from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. A lot of positive feedback from the community saying, oh my God, this is really awesome. I've never seen someone make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with their feet before. This is great. Um, And then I thought, okay, well, this is great. And I'm one person. There's got to be other people with disabilities who want to find work who struggle with this. They do feel uncomfortable at first trying to figure out how do I ask this question without being offensive or, you know, uh, getting sued. My main goal right now is getting people with disabilities onto the platform. So if you're listening and you have a disability, go to Visible.com. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that's Visible with a 1-5. Yes. Uh, I'm Sarah Fenske. Letitia Wexton was born without arms, and she's developed a huge online following by demonstrating time after time all the ways that doesn't stop her. Her YouTube channel, Tisha Unarmed, shows her baking a cake and speed painting and much more. But for all her dexterity, Letitia Wexton knows some employers still might not be willing to give her a chance. And that's where her rapidly growing online platform comes in. It's called Visible, and it aims to help people with disabilities find jobs, and employers looking for good workers find people with disabilities. And Letitia Wexton joins us today to tell us all about it. Letitia, welcome back. Yes, thank you. This is my third time. Yeah, you are getting to be a pro at this. We are so <laughs> glad you're here with us. So many people know you as the Tisha Unarmed star. Like, yes. we've talked about this on this show before. How does that channel relate to the visible platform that you're now working on? Right. So um, I started Tisha Unarmed because I myself was looking for a job. I had just gotten my associate's degree, was going out of um, <clears throat> community college, and I went on several interviews. And I could see in the eyes of the employers that they just didn't believe me that I was capable or they were thinking, how much is this going to cost for me to to hire this person? That they might need like special equipment, stuff like that. Right, right, right. Uh, which isn't the case for for my for my particular case. But um, uh, I started my YouTube channel just to debunk some of those assumptions that people had of me, and I got a lot of positive feedback from the community saying, "Oh my God, this is really awesome! I've never seen someone make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with their feet before. This is great." Um, And then I thought, okay, well, this is great, and I'm one person. There's got to be other people with disabilities who want to find work who struggle with this. And so I sought out to solve the issue of uh, breaking down those barriers between people with disabilities and employers. And I think that Visible, um, which was developed at UMSL when I went back to get my bachelor's degree, uh, it, it it solves that issue. It solves that problem. So I want to talk about how it works. But before we dig into the details, let's talk about that name. Visible is not spelled in the way that people might assume it's spelled. How do you spell it and why? Right. So um, we struggled with uh, finding a name for our company. We wanted something that was really meaningful. So it's spelled V-1-5-A-B-L-E. 
And uh, I always say that's not a typo. That is a 15 in the middle of the name. And that's because we found out that 15% of the global population has some sort of disability. Mm. And we want to represent them to make them more visible to employers because they are able and capable of doing anything that anyone else is uh, able to do. So um, there's a lot of meaning behind the name, and we love it. Yeah, I mean, it works on three levels there. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, you mentioned that stat about 15% of people have a disability. There are some even more, I don't know, I, I think surprising stats for people outside of this community that show just how hard it is for people with a disability to get full-time employment. I mean, these stats are pretty grim. Yes. Um, so when I went in to do some research on on my company and figure out what the actual problem is, 60% of all people with disabilities are unemployed. Wow. And many of these people, I assume, don't want to be unemployed. They don't want to be unemployed. And especially they don't want to be on Social Security or disability. Um, a lot of them feel as if they want some purpose in life. They don't want to sit at home and, you know, watch TV all day. They want to actually go out into the community and do something. So even if Visible can help them with a volunteer job mm-hmm. or a, a small uh job that's meaningful for them, that's what we want to accomplish is helping people with disabilities get out into the community to work, um, to accomplish their goals. And But a lot of the people that I've been working with have master's degrees, bachelor's degrees, they've got skill sets, and it's just, it's their disability or the assumptions of their disability that's not holding them back, but it's holding the employers back from seeing the potential of hiring that person. So that's a huge problem. How is Visible going to try to tackle that or is trying to tackle it? Yes. So, excuse me. Um, We uh, designed an online platform for people with disabilities. So if you think something like LinkedIn, but specifically designed to talk more about the person's disability, to answer some of the questions that employers might have, what accommodations you would need, what equipment would you require in order to work here, um, what are your preferences as far as uh, um, pronouns, you know. Yeah. We, we try to take everything that employers needed to know or wanted to know about someone's disability and how they would work, their skill set, their qualifications, and put it into one big package that no other platform is taking care of. And so you're just being super upfront, like, hey, here I am. I'm Letitia. I have no arms. Here's how I make that work. Yes, yes, disclosure. So under the ADA, employers are not allowed to ask questions about disabilities during an interview. Do you feel like that's part of the problem here, that people feel like they're bound by the law so they can't ask? And then maybe job candidates aren't sure, like, how much do I say? Am I going to make this worse if I start getting into the details? They're never going to give me that fair shake. Right. So what I've discovered is that uh, employers do want to know some of these questions. They do feel uncomfortable at first trying to figure out how do I ask this question without being offensive mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, getting sued from someone during an interview Uh, But when we disclose that we have a disability, when we disclose that information up front, an employer can look at my profile on Visible and see all the information right there. And if they have any other questions, like they feel comfortable asking like anything that I would need in in the workplace. Um, Yeah. 
Do you think for some people with disabilities that that's maybe an uncomfortable thing? They, they like the way the law works, that they, they shouldn't have to disclose, that employers should just be dealing with each of us as who we are. Yes, I did come across that um, through my discoveries. And I found that the majority of those people who feel that way have invisible disabilities, which is, mm-hmm. you know, that's also fine. Yeah. Um, uh, but the ones that have physical disabilities or that it's very apparent that they have a disability, like if I walk in without arms, someone's automatically going to make some type of assumptions about me. Yeah. Um, I have to help debunk some of those uh, assumptions. And so we we do focus on the physical disabilities uh, or at least marketing to those people who have physical disabilities who have really uh, amazing skill sets who just need help getting through the door. But um, I did discover uh, through interviewing one of the employers that he did speak with someone or he hired someone who had an invisible disability who didn't disclose it, and it did cause problems in the workplace. And it wasn't because of their disability. It was because of his understanding of what that person needed. Mm. So it might be better even for people who don't have to disclose it. It sounds like some of what you've learned from your personal experience, this is something that actually can really help. It can. It can. And are employers, prospective employers, are they interested? in the idea of, yeah, like these are some good candidates. I do want to know more about them. This this helps me understand. I've discovered a lot of companies, especially in the St. Louis area, who have diversity and inclusion programs who are passionate about hiring people and having that inclusion into their companies. Um, And the ones that I've interviewed said that they want to be educated on that person. Um, actually, I worked uh, at a place where they bought me a headset so that I could answer the phones and take orders. Uh, but that headset got caught in my hair. And then if I needed to run the credit cards, I had to take it off. And so it didn't work for me. So I didn't use it. And he learned as an employer, you should probably ask someone <laughs> Ahead of time, he could have saved himself some frustration. <laughs> yes, yes, he saves himself some some frustration just by asking, like, is this a unit that would help you out, or how can we better help you? You know, take your orders. And so we had, we actually had that conversation years down the road, and he's like, yeah, I just really want to be educated, and I was like, that's. That's really the point of Visible is getting back to educating and providing those resources for employers so that they can better hire people with disabilities. So this is not just about that one-on-one match, although this is a big part of it. You're also providing like that additional content, sort of like when we go on LinkedIn and, and we might see a blog post about how to get our resume up to snuff. You're like, hey, here's one way to think about this. Here's some ways to talk about this. Yeah, I've actually found a lot of resources on TikTok that I've been collecting. <laughs> Bless <laughs> like, you for getting on TikTok and saving some of us middle-aged people from having to get on there and do our own research. So you're sort of gathering those and, and sharing them on Visible? Yes, yes. That's cool. So, I mean, you know, what's interesting right now is we're in this moment where there is such a labor shortage. Um, you hear employers left and right say, I can't find good help. I can't find good people. Does this sort of put Visible in a good place that maybe would have been a lot trickier 10 years ago when the economy was sluggish? I think that... Um it it puts us in a good place now, but even two years ago when I first started the company, it was a great place to be back then. Hmm. Um, I think COVID caused a lot of uproar and, and caused a lot of problems. And because companies are looking for, for people to fill those positions, I think that they're going to start looking 
elsewhere to fill um, those positions, and Visible is is here to to show you where those people are. So lately, um, the unemployment rate for people with disabilities has gone down a bit. Do you feel like businesses are also becoming more open to this, that maybe they're starting to think about this issue in a way that decades ago they just didn't want to? Absolutely. Um, There's a huge push, again, for diversity and inclusion and to, um, to put more people on the map uh, as far as employment goes. So yeah, I, I definitely think that this is not only a good time, but a good place. And people are becoming more aware of the issue. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're talking today to Letitia Wexton. She is the founder and CEO of Visible. That's a platform that's helping people uh, who have disabilities find employers who are looking for people like them uh, be able to explain uh, what's going on in a way that, that provides useful information for both sides of that relationship. Such a great idea. We need to take a quick break. We'll be back shortly to continue this conversation with Letitia. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. Welcome back. I'm talking today with Letitia Wexton. She's the founder and CEO of Visible. You may remember her from the YouTube channel, Tisha Unarmed, where she showed off everything she could do, uh, despite the fact she was born with no arms. Just some amazing um, stunts and amazing everyday tasks that she put up there on YouTube. And now this business aims to connect people with disabilities with employers who are looking for good candidates. You know, just before the break, Letitia, you mentioned that the COVID-19 pandemic had kind of upended. Um, a lot that was going on with your business strategy, just like it upended everything. How did that work out as ter- in terms of people with disabilities and sort of that quest for employment? Did COVID-19 make things harder or in some ways easier? I think, I mean, to be honest, I think it made it a little bit easier for people to work from home, which made it easier for people with disabilities to also apply for those jobs so that they could work from home. And it made it easier for employers to say, okay, well, I don't have to pay any additional fees or, you know, equipment for that person to, to hire them. They might already have that stuff at home. They're yes. used to using it. Yes, yes. So it, it definitely made it easier for people with disabilities to apply for those jobs and, and work from home. But uh, like I was saying, um, with the long haulers, there are there's probably going to be a lot more people with disabilities because of COVID mm-hmm. and their struggles with with the disease. So um, we might see an, an uprise in, in the number of people with disabilities. But, I mean, the more that we include, the, the better it'll the better it'll be for the employment industry. Yeah, I mean, once again, this suggests that you're really <clears throat> onto something. And as I'm hearing you talk about Visible, I find myself thinking, 
wow, I can't believe somebody didn't do this 10 years ago. Is, are you pretty much the first person trying to do this with the, you know, the level of resources you have and the attention you're bringing to this? Have there been um, alternatives to this that people have tried before? Yes. Um, there, there are several uh, online platforms that businesses can sign up for to find people with disabilities to fill positions. And the reason why that we are different is that we actually talk about the disability. We talk about the accommodations, which I've signed up for some of these other platforms, and I kind of feel like they were just a job posting site, um, and they didn't address a lot of the barriers that employers had. And I felt like this was an opportunity for me to start a business where we actually do start to address those barriers. So uh, we're really excited about what's to come. Yeah, it's interesting that, uh, you know, this individual experience you have of dealing with this and people just making certain assumptions about you, you realize, okay, we can't just be LinkedIn for people with disabilities. We're going to have to be like a different kind of LinkedIn. Yes. So that's what you're doing now. And you first started this in 2019. You mentioned that this was uh, something you were doing through UMSL. This was part of their Entrepreneurial Quest Accelerator Program. Uh, That's a six-week course in entrepreneurship, culminates in competition for a $15,000 grant. You won that grant. I did. At that point, were you like, oh, man, like, this is all just going to be smooth sailing from here. Like, I've got the best idea. It's now been vindicated. Nope. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) That was not the case at all. In fact, um, before I won the competition or was accepted into the class, uh, I was at UMSL for my bachelor's degree in graphic design. So my senior thesis project was to solve a problem, and not having had in, had because I haven't <laughs> designed an app before. I was really interested in learning how to design an app. So I, I designed Visible. And my teacher said, you should submit it to the EQ Accelerator Program. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to win. That's a business competition. I'm not a business student. Um, but the overwhelming amount of positivity that I got was, you know, got me first place. And so I'm sitting there with my $15,000 check thinking, okay, now what? What do I do? How do I move forward with this? Because now I've got funds to, yeah. to do something with it. Uh, my mentors and my advisors said, okay, we're going to help you build a business plan. We're going to put these documents together, and we're going to apply for ARCH grants. And I was like, okay, well, that makes me even more nervous because now I'm competing against 300 companies who have actually made money. <laughs> Some of them, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, a lot of people who'd been thinking about this a lot longer than you had, you know, like people whose whole life quest was, you know, I want to do a startup or I have this MBA. There you are, and they kind of encourage you to do this. You ended up getting that ARCH grant. I did. I did get the ARCH grant. And I I really do believe that it was because of my mentors, because of ARCH grants, that I've been able to push my company forward. Um, it was at an ARCH grant event where I met my team of developers who saw what I was trying to build. They saw the potential and they said, we want to help you do this. And so we got together and we worked for a couple of months before signing anything. And, you know, it's the best decision I've ever made was working with uh, with my team to develop this. And now we've got we've got it up and running. That's not something that I would have been able to do by myself. Uh, but with the funds with Arch Grant and the EQ Accelerator and the the potential for working with this partnership that I had, 
definitely pushed pushed us forward. That's amazing. And so now uh, you were recently accepted into the Pipeline Pathfinder program. What is what does this do? Uh, Pathfind, uh, Pathfinder uh, program is very much like Arch Grants where they have resources and modules. They teach you how to uh, either run your business or they've They've got little lessons, um, but it doesn't come with any any funds. I was more interested in the education aspect. Being a graphic designer, I didn't have a a bachelor or a, a business degree, yeah. so uh, I have to learn how to accelerate myself as an entrepreneur and a leader and a boss, uh, and learn how to run my business in the best way possible. And they've they've helped me do that. Just with the we've only done one lesson so far, and I was like, oh my god, this is all the things I need to be doing. And I ran home to go do all those things, and it's just been a blessing to to be a part of it. It's interesting because you know you didn't set out to become an entrepreneur. It kind of found you. Yeah. You know, you you <laughs> knew there was this problem that need to, needed to be solved. Do you feel like in some ways maybe you do have kind of a natural like entrepreneur's inclination? You just didn't fully realize that about yourself when this was all getting started. I think that I'm learning a lot on how to be an entrepreneur. And I think that the idea that Tisha Unarmed um, saw the problem and I didn't know how to solve it at that time. And it was probably, I want to say maybe seven or eight years later where I I did go to Umsel and um, was able to connect with the the network of uh, mentors and advisors that helped me put it together in a way that made sense for a business. Um, and now we're just, we're killing it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, I think this is so exciting. And so now this platform is up. What's your goal, you know, throughout the year that you're in this Pathfinder program? Um, and now that you have the platform, uh, where do you want to be by the end of the year? By the end of the year, I would love to be um, making revenue, um, connecting with businesses in the St. Louis area as either a partnership or um, working with us um, to develop further onto the app. But my main goal right now is getting people with disabilities onto the platform. So if you're listening and you have a disability, go to Visible.com. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that's Visible with a 1-5. Yes. Um, make sure you get that spelled right. We also have it linked on our website, stlonair.show. And so that's really the goal right now is to get people using this. And you're specifically, you want people with disabilities. That's that's a big part of the outreach, less so than employers at this point. Yes. Um, I've actually been contacting and uh, working with people with disability, they they'll email me and they say, "Hey, I've got a disability. I I learned about Visible. How can you help me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like I'm not a recruiter, but I I've got a network of people who are passionate about hiring people with disabilities. And there's a, a woman. Her name is Emma. She's got a master's degree, and I recently uh, helped her find a job just by asking her, like, what are your goals mm. and what is your disability? What are your limitations and what can you do? Uh, focusing on uh, what is possible. And I was like, give me a, give me a week. I'll see what I can do. And I connected her with um, someone who's going to help her with her writing career. And she can't be 
and any happier with that. That's huge. So this is already beginning to sort of like take off from here. Um, you, you know, uh, you mentioned that um, the goal is to ultimately have some revenue coming in. Is that coming from uh, the people, the individuals who sign up for this site, or is that ultimately going to have to come from the businesses? It is coming from the businesses. We took our business model straight from LinkedIn and other similar platforms, so it would be a subscription service for businesses to sign up for. And I think that ultimately is going to be the best way to make money because if you're unemployed and you have a disability, you're not going to pay for a platform. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. And yet you're kind of having to count on employers putting their money where their mouth is. I mean, so many people like to talk about their commitment to diversity and inclusion. But when push comes to shove, it's so much easier to be like, oh, I'm just going to take this person in front of me, not go seek out somebody who might have a disability. What makes you think employers are going to be ready to do the right thing and to be willing to get into a, a platform like this? Yes. So um, our business plan focuses on connecting with those businesses that are already wanting to hire people with disabilities who want to get into that pool of talented people. Um, So it's going to be really easy to connect with them and show them here's a whole list of people, you know, pick and choose which one you want to hire. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that in the future, maybe... 5, 10, 15 years down the road, other companies will follow suit because they'll see the benefits of hiring people with disabilities. And there's there's so many already. So you're looking at the long game here. At what point would you like for this to be a full-time job for you? Running a business? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, running a business and that it can actually pay the the wage that you deserve and, you know, support having this as a, a for-profit venture. Um. Well, I never really thought about it. I know I probably should. Um, But my main passion is helping people. And so if I can do that for free, I'm definitely going to going to try to do that. Um, But yeah, in the long run, I'd I'd love to retire at 45. (laughs) (laughs) 45. That's way too young to retire. I just got to say that for the record. (laughs) But Letitia, this has been so great to hear about. We're so excited to hear about about Visible. We do want to encourage people to check this out. Again, that's V15. A-B-L-E. Letitia Wexton, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. And Letitia is the founder and CEO of Visible. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. This episode was produced by Alex Hoyer with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. If you learned something new from today's episode, consider leaving us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the easiest way to help people discover our show. We appreciate it. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. 
Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.